Okay, I'm gonna start this the so song dumb. right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well, that's pretty much it. So uh let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we have our fearless beer review. We have our vinyl pickups. That leads into our songs of the week. And then we round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether, is Jeff. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Give us five stars. We really, really want that and need that. So help us out, please. Um, you can find us on all social media at Asinine Radio. You can even call us, leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. Get into that. Now, Jeff, let's just get, let's be done with the boring intros and get into our Fearless Beer Review. What do you got? Go. I feel like it's been so long since we've been here. It has been a while. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. It's been days since we've been here. So <laughs> it's a little bizarre. Well, welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. Ah, all right. So what do you got? Cotter. Is it Cotter or Potter? Welcome back, Potter. Welcome back, Cotter. Like with a K? Uh, I think no. <laughs> no. A C. No. <laughs> I think it's I'm, a C. I'm sure it's a C. It's probably not a K. No, we know he spells Cotter with a K. Uh, you never know. You never know. No, that's true. You never know. But I do know. There's nobody. <laughs> um... What were you? What, were you, what did you want from me? I, I want to know want what you me? got. I want to know what beer you got. What do you want from me? I actually have a beer that I don't know if you had, but you may have had it. This is from Phoenix Beer Company. Phoenix okay. Beer Co. This is oh, the place. Yeah, this is the place is the we went one. to. Uh, I didn't think my a friend of the pod Mike thought it was terrible, but I honestly did not think that their beers were were bad. I had one of their lagers I thought was really good. And then the other two that I had were were mediocre, like at best, but they weren't bad. Mm-hmm. He he thought they were atrocious, but this one I got is an IPA. This is a Monsoon IPA, right? Okay. Because God forbid you have a, anything Phoenix related and not mention you know Monsoon or Cactus or Desert or whatever. I don't know. Got to keep it in theme. Living a shit all over here. This is um, this is seven percent. 70 IBUs, Mosaic, Centennial, Chinook, and Simcoe hops. And okay. um, it's a cool little can. I don't know. It looks cool. We, we went to this brewery, though. And for those of you following along at home, it was a complete disaster. Oh, yes, it was. It was a fucking shit show. Not, and not <laughs> because of the brewery itself. Just the day unfolded in a horrible, horrible way. And it started yes. with one Uber driver who made us cram in the back of, of like a Ford Fiesta, four of us. <laughs> Three of us are, are larger gentlemen, with one being a small dude. And he drove kind of crazy, and we were driving through downtown Phoenix, and then the brewery, there was nobody there. There was no food to eat. It was weird. It was awkward. And mm-hmm. we tried the, to leave. The last, they, they had one servant of queso left. 
Yeah. And then five minutes later, he comes out. Sorry, guys, I, I dropped the case. Of, Dude, the fucking here's bartender. Here's a plate of yeah. chips. The fucking bartender. <laughs> we try to order food. He's like, oh, we have nothing to eat except for the case that you said and like a couple of brats. But there wasn't like a lot of There was like two. So even if yeah. we wanted brats, we, we'd have to like split them. He said, okay, we'll have the queso then. Just like cheese dip, the queso. He said, okay. Yeah, it comes back out like much later. And the queso, you'd think you just fucking nuke it. It's done. It takes yeah. two minutes. Comes out like five, almost ten minutes later and says, yeah, I dropped it. There's none left. Do you want <laughs> chips? And we're like, yeah, we want something. Give us something. So he brings out basically a bag of Lay's potato chips and like then charges it. Lays. And then yeah. charges us like a dollar fifty for it. <laughs> fucking it knucklehead. I was so fucking mad because that was the only reason why we went there because I was so damn hungry. And that was the only reason why we went to that brewery was because they serve food. Well, it was. But then they well, didn't serve food. To be fair, there was between that and Tombstone Brewery. And Tombstone Brewery was the one Mike wanted to go to. I wanted to go here because the guy that owns it always comes into my work. And then uh, I told oh, him I'd go true. check it out. And it was a disaster. Again, not, not 100% on Phoenix Beer Company. It was just the day. They didn't suck. It was just very, very, very frustrating. Yeah, that entire day was frustrating, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And then I got mad at Sloan. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I, I got real mad at Sloan. I never got mad at him. That was the first time. Known him for seven years, eight years now. I've never seen you get mad at anybody mad. like that. <laughs> like the the, the frustration so just peaked. Like it was, I was like, wow. I, just, I couldn't believe it. Like, I just... Um, he's he's unbelievable. I don't know. I don't know how you you deal with it every fucking day. Well, when I come at you complaining all the time, and you kind of just like, yeah, you you know, you hear me, you hear me, you you listen, <laughs> but you yeah. don't really know. You don't really yeah. know. Now you know. This is daily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So that's uh, what I got today. I got their uh, monsoon IPA from Phoenix Beer Company. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I have um. I have this is a brand new one I've seen. It's a collaboration beer between Stone Brewery and Deschutes Brewery. Um, never, I never thought that they would do a collaboration, but that's pretty damn cool. It's called Let's Be Homies Hazy IPA, and it's seven and a half percent ABV. It's a uh, forty-five IBUs. Like I said, it's a, it's a IPA. It looks like it's brand new. It's not even on Beer Advocate. Oh dang! Uh, actually, it says it was released September tenth, so it's not even a month old yet. And it says drink fresh, and um, it looks tasty. I like the label. It's very 70s-esque, and uh, I'm stoked on this. I'm excited. So let's, uh, let's, let's take a drink, our first drinks of these beers, and then we'll, we'll rate it and uh, go from there. So huh. you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. That is weird. Huh. Weird. What huh? do you think of yours? What do you think of yours? Um, I don't know. It's fine. It's it's fine. Yeah, it's 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 more so like a pale ale. It's not it's not as as crazy hoppy. It's it's more tame. It's very very light. It's it looks looks like a blonde. Like it's super super light. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's fine. I don't. I think. See, I, there's there's nothing wrong with this. I don't know why Mike was so mad. This is not bad. It's well, not I, it's not I, good, but it's not bad. I got the IPA, I think, I think right when I was there, and I didn't think it was very good. The, whatever beer I had, I thought was really gross. You check it in, but I could have just been upset. So I don't, I don't know. That's true. That's true. Your mood dictates uh, your tastes. 
No, it's true. Oh, God. Okay, so we have a three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So what do you give your uh, your uh, IPA? Yeah, you did not check this in. There's only been 15 check-ins for my beer. I wonder why I didn't check it in. Because you're fucking stupid. You may, it may have been a different one. You may have had the hazy. You probably had the hazy because you're a hazy. Yeah, maybe that. Oh, I, you know, I probably did. Yeah. And then I complained that it tasted nothing like hazy. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You, you had the howling oats. Hazy Is IPA. That what it was? Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be like uh, hauling oats or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's only been one check in of howling oats. And it wasn't me? No, it was not you. Ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it in. It was Michael S. You gave it four Michael to five. Michael Scott. Michael Scott or Michael Sloan. Michael Sloan, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I give I give mine um um hmm, you know if this if this place was closer I'd go to it again. I will never go to this place again because it's like behind the airport. It's in a very industrial area, Phoenix, and I just don't go to Phoenix because I don't like going to Phoenix. Yeah, it's so, kind of sketchy. It's in a sketchy area. I mean, it's not like going to like Elos or fucking Watts or nothing. It's you know, it's still. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. What's but it, you're right. It is. It is a little bit sketchy. But I uh, I don't know. Based based on just proximity alone, this is sub two. But if this place was like down the street, I would probably give this a two and order this. But because this is far as shit, and I'm not going to buy this at the store, this is like a, this is like a one point five. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Did uh did Raul leave a, a review for it mm. by any chance? I totally forgot about our boy. No, I, I didn't even check yet. Yeah. Well, that's fine. So uh, we'll talk about mine while you look on look real quick. Uh, this let's be homies. The first sip was actually very good, but subsequent sips it it's kind of it's kind of going downhill a bit. So it ta- it it does like have a honey taste to it. Uh, it's not super citrusy. It kind of has like um like a little bit of malty taste to it. I wouldn't even really say it's necessarily a, it doesn't taste like a hazy IPA. It's like a, it's weird. It's a really weird taste, but it's kind of good. So, I mean, at this point I'd probably give it a two, two out of three, uh, because I'd go back to it for now, but I'm really not going to go out of my way for it, but it's good. It's good. It's a cool collaboration. And it's cool to see Deschutes do a, do a collaboration with stone. So I like that. And uh, and like I said, Raul did not review this on Beer Advocate because it's not even on Beer Advocate yet. So, what do you got on yours? On I don't your review. I don't think mine's on Beer Advocate either yet because no, I don't know. I, I, because on Beer That's Advocate, they only have one IPA, and it's like the standard Phoenix Beer Company IPA. And then mm. if I thought this may have just come out, but. I don't know. People are posting on their Phoenix Beer Company website, like almost two years ago, talking about this. I just hmm. and like I don't know. The, the, the place was cool. It was a big warehouse. They had a lot of cool games you could play. There's plenty of TVs. It was a cool place. There was just nobody there. And when I say yeah, nobody, it was, it was just a bartender and us. I know it was. It That's was kind of fucking weird. Awkward. Yeah, it was pretty awkward. Like nobody wants to go to a bar where there's nobody in it. Like you know what I mean? It's just fucking mm-hmm. weird. I don't want to talk to anybody, but I want to be the only person in there. It's fucking weird. <laughs> so I don't I don't know, man. I, I feel bad because the guy that owns it is really nice. He's really he's really cool. Him and his wife are really nice. The place I think is a great place inside. It's just the location kind of sucks. 
and the bartender was a fucking knucklehead. He was. Just yeah. give us the fucking chips for free, you little butt white. I know. I like, can't believe you fucking charged, it for, charged us for that. Come on. <laughs> I still haven't seen the guy come in yet from Phoenix Beer Company. Remember I told you? Remember he said, oh, yeah, let me know what yeah. happens? I, I haven't seen him yet. He probably knows. The bartender probably gave him a heads up what happened. Like, hey, There's just so you know, I, I fucked up royally. <laughs> Damn. But no, but I, I I can't even find this on on, on Beer Advocate, so... Raul has not uh, has not done this one. Okay, I actually did find it on Beer Advocate. I just found it. Mine? No, mine, mine, oh. mine. I because I actually because usually I just type in the name of the beer into Google and then put Beer Advocate after it. That's exactly. And then right, it yeah. usually comes up. But and then but this time I actually just went onto the Beer Advocate website and then I used the actual search function and I typed it in and it came up. Huh. But uh, but yeah, no, the, there's Raul did not. He has not reviewed this one. So there's like six reviews, but. He is not one of them. Oh, but anyway, I, I just I just now found the search function on Beer Advocate. Yeah, I mean, are you on your computer or are you yeah? On? Oh my, oh, okay. on my desktop. Look at you go! Look yeah. at you go! On oh, my PC, no big deal. <laughs> <sighs> I can't believe this we- this fucking website's been around since 1996. That's Beer Advocate. Yeah, if, oh, if you look right at the, head, the, top. the header yeah. on top, yeah, I've never noticed that. Ninety six. That's wild, right? That's insane. <laughs> beer wasn't invented in ninety six. That's crazy. I know. It, I don't think beer came out until like maybe two thousand one. Yeah, <laughs> but like for real, though, like the craft beer thing was not big in ninety six. No, I think the only real craft brewery was like Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada. It's like probably it. I wonder how much they sold to Untapped for. Cause that's, oh uh, yeah, that's a good little deal. You Probably yourself, a lot. Yeah, get yourself a little MySpace like this. You know, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, okay. So, yeah, uh, you anyway. ready to move on or or no? Yeah, no, that's a stupid talk. I'm done with this stupid okay. talk. Okay, so let's uh, let's get talk. into some to our vinyl pickups, and then that leads into our songs of the week. So, what do you got, Jeff? First things first. Okay, that's a great place to start. Before seconds, things are seconds. First things are first. Things are third. And that is Turnstile. Turnstile, ah, yes. Turnstile, Turnstile. I got their new album. We got their new album, Glow On. I held out. Okay? I held out. I yeah, saved myself from marriage. I held out to listen to this album <laughs> in its entirety until I got my vinyl. And you brought yes. it over, and I got it. And I sat down, cracked open probably. I can't remember what I, what I drank, but it was probably either a, a Coors Light with lime or any variation thereof. And I threw okay. it on, and I was fucking blown away. I was truly blown away. I was so blown away that as soon as, as, soon as this album was done, I flipped it back over and listened to it again, <laughs> just straight up. I, uh, dude, I could not believe how how deep this was. How fucking deep this was. These guys went from being shirtless hunks on a rooftop, which drew my <laughs> attention, and that's what caught me, to making just an insanely complex. 80s hardcore punk 90s record i don't know yeah it's fucking weird it's a it's a bizarre sounding record but it for i don't know for however whatever reason it flows perfectly there's not a bad moment on it and there's no cheesy moment it's it's just it's perfection honestly it really is and i'm i'm hard pressed to 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 say that I this isn't like their best album. I'm I'm still on a little high from this, but this is 
like this could be their best album. This could be the best thing that they've ever done. It's. I mean, it's. It you. <laughs> it's it fucking could be, crazy. Yeah. It is <laughs> crazy, and it's so. I was different. really surprised. It's so yeah. different than what we've expected from them, and and a couple of people in our Facebook group have posted about them, and then one guy, one fucking guy, posted in there. Guy. I don't know if you saw what his post. But he's like, you know, that's a good record. Overhyped, but it's good. Uh, and I was like, overhyped? Dude, overhyped like, oh, by who? I know. Like, nobody even knows <laughs> this band. They're not I They're do. not fucking Slipknot. They're not Slayer. The Turnstile. Unless you're, like, in what the scene. Talking about? Like, most people aren't going to know about it. It's dumb. <laughs> what but a dumb thing to say yeah, about that guy. Honestly, like, this is, this is one of the... I don't think I've ever heard anything like this before. I've never heard anybody really capture a lot of these 80s synth sounds but hardcore punk them up but it's not even like synth it's just i don't i don't that's the best way i can describe it because you're right it's not like a synth sound because it's it's all like you know just the guitars bass drums and vocals really and but the the way they use certain effects like with the the flange and the the delays and everything like that and the big choruses i mean it does make it sound very eighties and kind of like, like I've said with the first record, it kind of reminds me of like faith no more a little bit. And I don't know, man, it's, it's cool. It's so cool. I love it. Absolutely love it. I've listened to it so many times since it came out. It's, it's un it's unbelievable how, how fantastic this is. And I'm super happy with it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. And it was worth the wait. Uh, well, I, okay. I can, I couldn't help myself. I know. Myself. Zero self-control over here. No, that's I, okay. I don't. I have no control. But whatever, whatever. Well, no I, we're control. gonna we're gonna talk about this turnstile record, you know, more extensively uh, in the next few weeks. So let's we, not let's not go too far down this rabbit hole. Are we doing the turnstile record in a few weeks? Uh, it's possible. Do we talk about this? It's possible. We always talk about what we're doing after. Look at the notes. After we're done Look potting, when we've had beers and we're. <laughs> Tired we're like, and exhausted. We're like five beers deep at midnight. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know, we talk about what we're doing. I have no recollection of it. Oh, yeah. Look at the notes. Look at the notes. Yeah, I guess we're doing turnstile. It's all okay. there. It's all there, baby. Next one I got is the last one I'm getting from this lot, and that is the Marge Volta, the Bedlams and Goliaths. You're so dumb. Yeah. So my Marge Volta collection is now complete. This is all I have, all I need. I am good. And so um, you're not going to get landscape tantrums? No, no, no. It's like $30. Isn't it like 30 bucks? I don't know. I think it's so. like $35, like hard pass. You're dumb. And I got Deloused. So I got Deloused. I got Francis, Bedlam, and. And you, now more. you need Amputecture. No, I have one more. Too. What the fuck else do I have? Oh, you have Tremulant. Oh, yeah, I have Tremulant. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Duh. The, the perfect bridge from. At the drive into the Mars Volta, yeah, I got Bedlam and Goliath, and like this was this was a doozy. This was a long one because you have that, and then you got Mugs to listen to afterwards. So it yeah, was Mugs is rough though. I I I don't care for that. <laughs> I you're right, you're right. I probably won't <laughs> if if I listen to Goliath. I'm not always going to listen to Mugs for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I just don't give two shits. But Goliath in itself is almost an hour and a half, and so. It's, it's a long fucking record. It's a long record, and then, but it's you know it's it's good, it's good. It's it's great. It's fantastic. I think the song Goliath is is like, I, I still say that if anybody doesn't know the Mars Volta and you want them to listen to and get a good feeling of what they're about, that's like the perfect song to do it with. So mm, yeah, or it's, it's got or a little bit of everything. It's got a little bit of everything. Loused, but 
Okay. All right. All right. All right. So yeah, I'm happy with it. And I'm happy that I don't have to spend any more money on Marvel. This is like well, $65. But you got to spend the money on Amputexture. I'm not buying Amputexture. Because you're so stupid. I'm you're not. So fucking dumb. That's like one of their worst records. You're, you're such yeah, a Yeah, I'm not buying it. Listen to it five more times. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Just do it. What, 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 have you, what else do you, do you have? Today? What's that record that you like a lot? Was zero equal, equals 14? What was that one called? <laughs> it's just a self-titled record. It's yeah. Omar and John Frusciante. The only thing worse in Epitecture is that one. That's it. You think you're funny. And maybe Serenity of Suffering. No, I think Serenity of Suffering would be above Epitecture. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean... There's a lot of silly boy talk going on right now, but that was probably the silliest of all that silly boy talk. No, you're right. Starting his suffering is trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the new AFI record, though. Tell you that much uh, right now. <laughs> it is. No, it is. It is. It is. Serenity of Suffering by Corn is better than the new AFI record. I, I, I would also let Red listen to Ambi Texture more than the new AFI record. I mean, I would too. I would too. I think the new AFI record could possibly be like the worst. We we didn't do it on the pod, but if had we done it on the pod, it would have been the worst thing we've ever done. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, worse than the fucking Poison record. Okay. Worse than Common, yeah, worse than the Poison record. Absolutely, You're so fucking dumb. Absolutely, so dumb. Just saying, calls me the season, kids. All I can do. See, you're just you're still like do. trying to to be cool because you got duped so bad by Poison. Yeah. That you're trying to like make up for that. No, I will definitely admit I got duped by Poison. And the first time I listened to that Poison record, I thought it was good. I did. That's why I brought <laughs> it to the pod. And and upon subsequent listens, I was so very wrong. <laughs> so very wrong. I don't think I've ever been that wrong in my life. <laughs> oh, the so Spider-Man bad. thing on, on Conan. That was pretty, oh, that was so good, man. You got yeah, duped in that That was too. the best dupe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, 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 okay. Wait, and 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 that Spider-Man thing too. The best, one of the best parts about that entire that entire dupage dupage was that we were sitting there eating cereal on your couch, just watching Conan O'Brien, and we had like we had we were just eating like nonstop cereal. Do you remember that? We had just had the box there, and we just cereal. kept refill, and we just kept refilling our bowls and just eating cereal while watching Conan O'Brien, and then you got duped by the Spider-Man bit. Like a bunch of good. fucking children. <laughs> we were like 22 or 23 years old. <laughs> fucking idiots. That's what we are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. The next, the next couple things from the same band. I got Take a Break from Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. That's, mm-hmm. uh, this is my third favorite Me First. Okay. This one's all like R&B and soul hits. And then uh, I got Johnny's Bar Mitzvah. Ruin Johnny's Bar Mitzvah. And that yeah. is my, I would say that's, it's either my favorite or it's tied with my favorite. It's it's really, really good. And it's the first one that they did that wasn't like in theme. It was just, it was all over the place. It wasn't, yeah. you know, it wasn't like R&B and soul hits or show tunes or whatever. It was just a bunch of random fucking things. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would, so I would say, I would say Johnny's Bar Mitzvah and like Ara Drag are, are always up there for my two faves. And then... Uh, take a break's my number three. You got them all then. Look yeah. Well, I don't. I don't have our drag. I don't have that one yet. Oh, what's the other one you have? I have take a break and then ruin uh, ruin Johnny's bar ruin Johnny's bar mitzvah. But I then two. Oh no no! I have, three. I have an no, EP. Have I, I have an EP. I have I have a, a seven inch 
And there's only four okay. songs. It's it's me first and gimme gimme's go down under. And they do Australian covers. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of then. Yeah. I didn't know that was an EP. Okay. Yeah. It's a cool little booklet thing. But, but yeah, uh ruined Johnny's Bar Mitzvah. Uh, fucking hilarious. I do wish though that it had the the secret track where like Uncle Rico comes on and sings that Seasons of the Sun oh, song. It's so Seasons good. of the Sun song. Seasons of the Sun it does, song. It really doesn't have that? No, it doesn't have it. Ah, that's a bummer. It opens so up with, with, with Johnny's blessing and it's kinda cool and you hear him like, Hello and his voice cracks and everything. It's funny. <laughs> and it's just like a, these it's just I love that record. It's dude, so these weird. guys like these guys come from the punk scene who who have been spit on, who have like pissed on people, shit, just drugs, everything, and they do a thirteen year old's bar mitzvah and they keep it so clean, but mm-hmm. at the same time not. Like there's a part where they're they're trying to like modulate chords and, and key jump and stuff and and they're talking about like going into fifths. He's like, That was only five modulations. He's like, That was only a fifth <laughs> one? He's like, Yeah, it's only a fifth. And then they they said something and he's like, oh, or seven hundred and fifty if you know what I mean. <laughs> like as a fifth of you know, vodka or jack yeah. or whatever. And like little little things like that. They throw in they they pepper them here and there in their show and it just reminds you this is a fucking punk band and this is a thirteen year old that not only likes punk, but likes very snotty, really good punk. Yeah, immature punk. Yeah, just like really, <laughs> really. But they're they're not just doing covers. Like Weezer does covers to crank them out and be vanilla as fuck when they do covers. Like me first, like they do covers well. And each one of their songs interpolates like another punk band or something else. Like... uh Fuck, but I think it was it was it was Hava Hava Nagila, but they do like mm-hmm. the 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 Feliz Navidad tune do it. And it's oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But the transitions between yeah. the Hava Nagila parts, they go and that's the the offspring, the riff. <laughs> yeah, come on. And like that's come what they play. do. That's what Me First does best is they interpolate all these little riffs from all these other little bands. A lot of the times from the Orange County, Southern California area. And they just throw one little riff out there, and if you if you blink, you miss it. And these guys are just they're they're well read in 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 the scene. I don't know. They they fight. They they slide. And we got to do Johnny's bar mitzvah on the pod because um, that's. I mean, yeah. I I think we've done it before, haven't we? In I like don't think old, we ever old, have. Old no, because I was looking at my maybe the old old format, maybe maybe. But I was looking at my notes, and we haven't never done me first. Huh. Okay. I mean, I'm obviously totally down. Especially for bar mitzvah, I mean that's it's it's a perfect live record. There's not there aren't very many better live records than that. And their show, their show played in its entirety. Like this is all they played. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like taken in bits and pieces from two or three days and spliced together to bed. No, this was yeah. it. They played for thirty minutes, and this record's thirty minutes. <laughs> it's like, so it's good, so fucking perfect. It's so amazing. And he makes fun of people and. He yells at Joey for like ruining Johnny's bar mitzvah, and they like argue on stage. And it's oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I just I I'm so jealous of Johnny, so fucking jealous. I know what a what a lucky I mean what a lucky kid. Honestly, like he probably just like threw it out there just no he's just a spoiled little shit. Up. Because if you read the liner notes, the uh, linear notes inside the, the jacket, notes, yeah. It says there's little like handwritten things, one from Johnny, and he's like, "Hey, I, I would really like if you came and played my bar mitzvah because, you know, Billy had his bar mitzvah last week, and fucking 
Godsmack played. It wasn't Godsmack, but they listed off a bunch of other big bands. Like, holy fuck. Really? Okay. Out of all the bands that were listed from the letters that Johnny had written, Me First was like bottom tier. <laughs> they were like the nobodies of that group. Yeah. Like yeah. they were they were having big names play their bar mitzvahs at the time, and this guy chose Me First and the Gimme Gimme's. <laughs> oh, I love this kid and I hate him so much. But then they're they're all it's also the only band to actually make a live record out of all these bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Ruin Johnny's bar mitzvah. So yeah, if you if you just check it out, everybody. Just do it's it. So good. So good. So what else you got? Uh White Stripes, Icky Thump. I got this from the yeah, record show. And you should have sold this to me, but that's fine. This is an that's expensive fine. record. I, I, I know, that's why I told that's why I said you should have sold it to yeah, me. Yeah. It's like forty dollars, forty five dollars. Should have sold it. And the only bad thing is it does smell like smoke. Mm. And whatever I gave you, I don't know if you've smelled it yet, but it does smell like smoke. And it's not bad. So, like, when I'm listening to it, I can smell it everywhere. But if you, like, kind of, like, press the jacket together so the air puffs out, you can definitely smell it. (laughs) But Icky Thump, this is their sixth album, 2007. Fucking, it's their best record. It's not their best record, but it's it is just, their best record. It's not their best record. It it's is damn record. fine. It's it's just a, it's just a great showing of how the White Stripes just put out so much goddamn good records and so irritating. And Nicky Thump does a little bit better. So like the the gritty blue sound is top notch on this. It, this is the best they've ever done, for sure, because they're blues bands and they kind of feed off of that into like the alt rock and the garage rock and the indie stuff. But at heart, they are a blues band and that's why Meg is there is to supplement Jack's blues guitar playing. And this Mm -hmm. one, this one is so dirty at times. It's so just grimy blues and it's so amazing. And, but then other times they are just telling stories much in like a blues fashion. And this, this is an amazing album. And this was a forgotten album for me for many years until we did it on the pod with Annie. That's right. It was like episode like maybe twenty five or something. Yeah, it was so and we're we're on what up we're on episode two hundred seventy two right now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was yeah that was you know, that was an old one. But yeah, super fucking old. It was uh, it was like five years ago. Yeah, it was yeah because we've been doing the pod for a little over five years now. Yeah, it was th- this was always so like for me it, it always been elephant and then before and then like. Get behind me, Satan! I still don't like that much. I think it's I think it's one of their weakest. I don't think it's bad. I just definitely think it's one of their weakest. But Icky mm-hmm. Thump just it just followed because you know it was this era, and so I always kind of I didn't write this off. I just never went back to it outside of like the bigger hits from this. But then when we did it on the pod, and I was like, God damn, this is really fucking good. So this is definitely top three White Stripes, easy. But I do think Elephant is better. Okay, I, mean, I do. We'll I do. do think, we'll we'll do white stripes again. It's oh my god, I would love to. There's let, god damn, I'll put I'll put it on so the list. I'll put it on my list. Put on the list. Put on the list. I'll put it on the list. Put on the list. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So Iggy Thump, solid, solid stuffs. Next Second. one I got. Next one I got. I got from you. Actually, the next two I got. I got from you. First one, Modest Mouse. Yes, Modest Mouse. Dude, that that moon. coincidence today was so weird. Yeah, so I listened to this album three times this week. I, I do, you know, my thing, I do two times no matter what, just in case I don't want to keep it. So I did this one three times because this is a really good record. This is my favorite record by them. This is their third album, 2000. This is their first album on a major label. 
and everybody was super worried because they were like a really indie band and like they weren't sellouts but then they got into the big label and everybody thought they were going to go to shit and this is just this is a phenomenal record these guys are extremely talented dude like squirrely bass lines with crazy precise but also kind of simple drumming all backed by very slow dramatic guitar playing like they're a three-piece band at heart and they absolutely slay they have long instrumental jams they have short fast songs they do it all they kill it and i think everybody should listen to this album because it's fantastic or buy it on vinyl right or buy it on the vinyls but yeah two things one I was listening to it today, and you texted me if I wanted to buy it at whatever store you were at as I was Last listening house. to it, and it was fucking weird. That was, Yeah, that was super Because I don't remember what – I couldn't remember what Modest Mouse I sold to you, and so I just threw that out there just to see if it was or not. And I, I it was one of, like, the weirdest coincidences I've ever – I've ever experienced that was so strange <laughs> that you were literally listening to it while I asked you if you wanted to buy it or I mean, you wanted me to get it for you there's just so many things that are weird one like I've never seen Modest Mouse new or used ever in the wild not once I haven't ever. either that was the first time never yeah. and and just so it just still happened to line up with just an album that I like by them they have like seven albums I don't like all of them I like three and and so like finding my favorite one is also very bizarre, but then finding my favorite one as I'm listening to my favorite one is just <laughs> its so strange. Weird. I couldn't believe it. I almost bought it for myself just because the incident was so Oh my strange. God, you should have. Dude. I should have. I don't was know. It I used? Or was it used? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was only 20 bucks. You should have bought it. It was, I know. I don't know why I didn't. Whatever though. It's it's really really good. Like like if you ask a diehard Modest Mouse fan, pretty much anyone that's a fan of Modest Mouse before Float On, if you ask mm-hmm. them what their favorite album is, chances are it's gonna be this one. Okay. Just because it is it is this is like almost this is almost like their Pinkerton. It's very it's very conceptual. The lyrics go pretty damn deep for these guys. The recording process was a little weird. Like the lead singer got the shit kicked out of him, broke his fucking jaw during the recording process, and they had. Shit. halt the vocals for many many months because he had his jaw wired shut it's a lot of weird stuff going on with this one and and oh my god it's so fucking good it's a double lp i will say though the first time i listened to it it skipped a lot oh no no sorry i didn't skip it looped four times did were you able to get rid of the loops yeah so i cleaned it i, I clean all records now before i play them i cleaned it and then i played it and it looped four times like god damn it. i said whatever dude this is I'm still getting a good deal on this, and I love this record. I'm not going to get rid of it. Then I played it again, and then two of the two out of the four loops went away. And so Weird. then today, when I played it, I was like, okay, maybe I just you know tighten that little screw a little bit, the tracking or whatever it is, so that the needle comes mm-hmm. down a little bit harder, and it played fine today. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was super super duper happy. How does the surface noise sound? The first track has surface noise. It's um, mm-hmm. it's there. I know it's there. You can hear it. But after that, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of the records I got in that lot have have service noise, or most of them have service noise to varying degrees. So I, w- I was curious how that one sounded. No, it's it sounds fine. And then, so that leads me to my next one. My next one I got from you as well, and that's Linkin Park, A Thousand <laughs> Suns. Yes, a Thousand Suns. So just off based off of surface noise alone, just I get that out of the way. There's like none on this. You got lucky. There are, there are scuffs on this, but nothing's deep. Nothing's like feelable. 
it looks way worse than it plays and it fucking plays damn near immaculate and it's okay. like just sonically it sounds fantastic but yeah thousand suns their fourth album dude completely different than their sound completely different sound than their first three albums and and this is like a love it or or, or leave it type of situation here and i had never heard this album until we did lincoln park on the pod yeah and I was just as blown away listening to it now as I was then. Because it's my second favorite Linkin Park. But it could be my favorite. It could take hybrid theory. I'm telling no, you. No, it's could. not gonna take no it see, could. You're, you're like in the honeymoon phase right now. But it's been That's months it since we did it before. You're still you're still in it. You're still in it. Don't worry about it. Honeymoon is one it. night. It's been months. You're still you're, you're still you're still in it. It's been months in. So <laughs> so so yeah, like I said, like conceptually it's 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 about like nuclear warfare. And just like an overall impending doom on mankind. And holy shit, like the music translates absolutely perfectly. Chester's vocals, like lyrically, it's it's about that also. But just the way he sings things, like he could be singing anything, just just even just gibberish, and he's still getting the message across. Chester, this is his best output for sure. And these guys are all I don't know. They they made a record like for themselves. Like Hybrid Theory was was like one in a million, and they tried to recapture that two times afterwards and just could not do it. And this was something that they were like, you know, let's stop fucking doing Hybrid Theory. I'm tired of that shit. Let's use something softer. Let's use something that's more focused on instrumentals, and let's add, incorporate like a lot of electronic stuffs. And that's what they did. <laughs> and God damn, Tyler, it is so good. I I don't remember it being that good. Oh, dude. I really I've been don't. I'm telling you to re-listen to it for weeks, and you just won't do it. I know I haven't done it yet, and you just I don't know what you're doing over there. I'm going. I just went back to the track listing, and I don't remember any of these singles. I know, and you won't, and that's fine. You don't need to. But yeah, because it, it came after. It came after minutes to midnight, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That and that one had the some big hits on it. Well, well I mean, and the, then living, and then living thing. Oh yeah, I remember now. Living things was. Dude, that was that was a forgettable record. Well, the hunting that. party was trash. Living things. No, was the hunting trash. party was, hunting was really trash. Good. You like trash? Shut the fuck up! Like you fucking go back Oscar to your rankings. Go back to your fucking rankings. The hunting party is their second best. No, it's their second worst. You must have them flipped. You're probably reading yeah. them backwards. You're probably listening to it backwards. Nah, just yeah, do me a do me a favor and listen to fucking. I will do it. Thousand Sons, even though you say you're gonna do, you never do. That's not a big deal. I know. Deal, I, I keep. I just keep forgetting. I, I have keep time. Forgetting. I just keep. Forgetting. I know. I know. You just don't do anything. That's fine. Not a big deal. It's been a long week with this Will Smith stuff. So it, four albums. We talk. It's been a long week. It's like the easiest week we've done. Been a long week. I did all his albums like one day. Uh, it's been a long week. Let's just say that. It's been a long week <laughs> to the rock and roll. All right. So what else you got? Cypress Hill, Black Sunday. I got this one a couple weeks ago when I got you your Dre, and I got myself a Dre, too. I got Cypress Hill Black Sunday. This was used. I was super happy to find it, and it was cheap. It was like 20 bucks. Their second album, 93. I love this. Good good used hip-hop is very hard to come by. Yes. And, like, you got that Dre one, right? And it's, like, in immaculate condition. It was sealed, though. Yours was sealed? No, I think yours not, no, 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 because I opened it. I, I know for, I know it wasn't still because I opened the vinyl to check it while I was in the store. You sure? Yeah, posi, 100%. Oh, okay. Oh, whatever. I'll, I believe you. Yeah, you should because that's the fucking truth, so. Well, okay, I believe you. Oh, I believe the truth. I follow oh. science. That's what you just said. Oh. You just said I follow oh. science, I believe basically. You. No, I didn't. That's what I, you said, I, I, basically. No. 
I believe you. So basically, that's also kind of annoying when people th- use words like basically or like, or um, literally. Oh, dude, literally is. Yeah. Literally is literally the worst. No. If you're not if you're not using the word literally in, in an obnoxiously incorrect manner, then y- you're mm-hmm. annoying. Do you remember the uh, on Matt TV, Michael McDonald and Nicole Sullivan? They had the the literally character <laughs> characters. <laughs> no, and and every skit they did as these characters was literally every every comment <laughs> they made was, I literally feel this way, and it was never literal. And it was it it was like the skits were so bad they were so dumb and then they would do like the finger things too with the literally it was really dumb I like that Very see dumb. that's that's how you should be using the word literally is in the most obnoxious form possible <laughs> I am literally there. dying right now <laughs> that type it was of like, yeah it was like that <laughs> oh god so yeah Cypress Hill you you hate Cypress Hill I love Cypress Hill when yeah, talking when talking about like like hip hop gangster rap of of the 90s hip cypress still gets they don't get overlooked they just never get talked about and it's not and it's not fair because fair. it is not fair because first of all they were gangsters as we know like they yeah, shootouts yeah. getting shot like that's gangster stuff that's like ray yeah. liotta fucking joe pesci type stuff these and guys we did we did this episode on the pod go listen to it yeah, these so. guys. These guys are these, these guys were real. They had an incredibly unique sound. Love it or hate it, it was unique. But I'm indifferent. It's but goddamn, dude, and like DJ Muggs, come on, look, fantastic producer, uh, one of the best hip hop producers ever. Amazing. Be real is just so tough sometimes to listen to. Ah, it, it's does it. Yeah, one of the first songs on the on the album is is, is uh, I want to get high, and he's just like, I want to get high, Ugh. I want to get high. It's over and over, and it's so I, rough. I, I that that song I do feel awkward listening to because like I don't, especially in the house, like I would I would not smoke. So when I'm listening to it, it's just like okay, <laughs> this is you this can't this. This is weird. <laughs> I can't like skip it or anything, so I just have to listen to him and then, like, hope the kids don't walk in. Like, what's he saying? Like, I don't know. Like, like I don't like subject material is not what embarrasses me. It's the way he sings it that embarrasses yeah, it's me. Embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> he's terrible. He's terrible. I have to explain to like my kids. Like, oh yeah, well, no, it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I get where you're coming from on that, but. But the next or the like the second or third track is I ain't going out like that, and that's the one that has that bass line, ba-doom, 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 I think which I is remember. one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. It is goddamn banger. Just saying, but yeah, Black Sunday, get in it. It's good stuff. You don't okay. care. That's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna unless it was like ten dollars, I wouldn't get it. Would you really buy this for ten dollars? I buy it for ten. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Wouldn't you? I bought it for twenty. Yeah, but so you would buy it for ten. So why why are you so surprised? Because you hate it. Like I wouldn't buy surrendering your suffering for ten dollars. I don't hate it, but you know, for ten bucks, I'd, yeah, I'd get it. Okay, get okay, it. okay, 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 okay. My my hip hop collection is growing. Like it's, I'm I'm honestly impressed with myself. At my hip hop collection, pretty Dude, good, pretty good. The hip hop stuff, good. Yeah, for sure. The hip hop stuff is is like per. Per record, like if you take all of your records, you log them in Discogs, you divide it by how many you have per genre, hip-hop is always going to be worth the most. 
it's just it it's worth yeah. so much money and like all my hip hop stuffs have all like grown in price except for a couple one is Jiggle Tony Jiggle Tony oh, is yeah. still like fucking five dollars <laughs> oh yeah the, like the the obscure like early nineties hip hop that nobody's ever heard of but like yeah. it's so good yeah some of it is really good yeah it, but, uh, <sighs> but that's also why we bought it well I mean and then I mean if if we bought used hip hop for five dollars that shit's never gonna go up. That's just not going to happen. So. I'm stoked that, that we have the, the, the Wu-Tang, though. Like, I've listened to that twice this week. Oh, the Vinyl Me Please it's, one? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the VMP one. Yeah. Yes. Good. But it's, it sucks, though, because like, it, it does sound better than the one we had. But then you go and listen to like any other record ever, and it sounds <laughs> so much better than, than the Wu-Tang. Yeah, I, it's, it's sad. It's it's just it's just the way it was recorded. There's only so much they can do, and and I know. you can hear like a lot of the the blown out vocals, especially when, like ODB's like getting crazy. Yeah, when he's doing like those barking stuffs, so you can hear like the blowouts in his vocals and the the sibilance and some of the s's and things like that. And I don't know, it's it's got charm. God damn, it's one of the yeah, it's a great record. Oh, so good, so yeah. good. All right, so. Uh, Second to last thing here is my right. Jerry Garcia box set. What I'm gonna do? What I'm gonna do to you now? So this is six. This is six LPs. And Fucking dumb. I'm going to go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you one LP a week. That's what you're gonna get. So for the oh next six God, weeks, dude, I'm going is, to. I'm gonna update you on exactly what's happening in Jerry's life. This is a nightmare. Have, have you listened to all six? Or are you going like one every week? I've only listened to two, and then on my second one. It's like, oh, I have an idea. And then I stopped. So I have notes for both of them, but I'm only going to give you one. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first one, the first disc is called Bob and Jerry. Like Ben and Jerry's, Jerry. but Bob and Jerry. Oh. Yeah. And and that's Bob, that, that's Robert Hunter, Bob Hunter. So so he's like the lyricist for The Grateful Dead, longtime lyricist for The Grateful Dead, wrote a lot of songs with Jerry Garcia. And they were kind of like like friends before Jerry met anybody from The Grateful Dead. And so this first disc is basically Jerry meeting Robert Hunter and them okay. doing shows together. And it's, 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 it's fucking crazy because there's like four songs that are from somebody in like Bridget's, it's, it's just like Bridget's 15th birthday. And, and they're mm-hmm. playing in, in the, the living room. And I guess this girl, Bridget, I, it could be something. I, Bridget just sounds like a very 60s name. And, <laughs> Who the fuck? I don't know who it was, but like Bridget gave Jerry her her guitar that her parents bought for her, but Jerry had just got out like the military, which he was only there for like eight months, and he fucking hated it, and they hated him, and they booted him quick because he was a terrible person. Just he was he was a terrible recruit, not a terrible person, terrible recruit. But mm-hmm. she let him borrow his her guitar because he kind of learned how to play in the military and learned how to like play a lot of folk music, a lot of bluegrass. And then he got really, really good. So she eventually just gave him the guitar and kind of said, hey, will you play my birthday next? And he's like, yeah, I'll play. And so they're playing in the living room, this girl's house, and it's recorded like fabulously. It sounds great. But you can hear like the kids talking in the background. At some point, somebody comes in and says, hey, Mrs. Mrs. Bridget wants to know if anybody wants any more food. <laughs> like everyone's like, Mrs. I want more Bridget? food. Whatever her what? last name was. Whatever her last name was. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Bridget wants to know if anyone wants any more food because you're playing at this girl's house. So wow. it's just this first disc is just very, 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 very early Jerry Garcia, and he's playing just strictly folk music. And if you listen to a lot of folk music, it's just 
chords. It's chords and stories. And, but you can hear them. Do you can hear the, it's just, I've never, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with these guys. I have no idea, but I don't get it. I don't get it. You can hear the beginnings of the Grateful Dead here. You can hear Jerry play these basic chords from like, this land is your land, some Pete Seeger shit, some, some Woody Guthrie stuff. (laughs) But he's like picking it in a way that it's not just the way a bluegrass player would pick it. You can tell that, that he's picking it like in a weird way. It sounds a little bit different. Like that doesn't sound like normal folk stuff. And the guy yeah. lost his like middle finger, like when he was like fucking five. So he has no I middle finger that. on his picking hand. So he only uses. Oh, on his, okay, on his picking hand. Okay. But like, if you if you look at the way he holds a pick, it looks like he's holding a pencil. Like the way he holds a pick, he holds like a pencil. Like he's he's writing something. So and, like he puts it, like he so he he doesn't fan his fingers out. He kind of makes it almost like a fist. Yes. Imagine that's holding. Like, that's like the proper way to to hold a pick, though. Imagine holding a pencil and then just take your middle finger and then make it go away and then shove all your fingers down like pretend your middle finger is not there from the knuckle does does he hold the the pick between like his thumb and his index or it's the the thumb and his like ring finger if you have a middle finger it looks like he's holding it in between his index finger his thumb smashed against his middle finger and that's the way that's the way it looks like and that's how like normally you want to play that way. That way you can unhinge your middle finger and maybe like hit the bass strings with the pick, but then also hit like the high notes with your middle finger, but he has no middle finger. Yeah. So he's doing it with his ring finger and he's a big comp- proponent of the ring finger doing a lot of work on the, on the, on the action, on the fret as well as like picking. And so yeah. d- dude, like just, just look at the way he holds the, the pick. It's fucking weird. It looks like his hands are all smashed in, but it's cause he has no fucking middle finger. How did he lose his finger? His brother cut it off with a saw when he was like five. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like an accident in the garage. Like, he chopped it off with a fucking saw. <laughs> I did not expect that. Oh, dude, it's so I love this so much. So like like if you if you don't like spoken word stuff, and at one point it's just Jerry doing uh, almost like a yodeling folk spoken word thing. And it's uh if if you don't like that you're not going to like this at all. It's very. What, what's the right word for DIY? But it's not DIY because they, they didn't have better equipment. It's just very it's, um, basic, very amateur. Amateur, yeah, yeah. There you go. It's very, very, very amateur. Yeah. So that was that was disc one. It was him meeting Robert Hunter, forming a friendship with him, and starting to write songs. But Jerry didn't write a lot of the lyrics. It was Robert Hunter that wrote all the lyrics, and Jerry just wrote the music. But Jerry sang what Robert gave him to sing, and it was just—it was a forming of a bond at that point. And that's where I'm at right now on the box set, okay. and I'm super stoked about it. And there's a fuck ton of liner notes, linear notes, <laughs> and there's a booklet, and there's pictures, and this is amazing, and I'm super happy with it. All right, I'm at least you're happy with it. I mean, it was a. I almost did. I almost listened to. I almost listened to all six back to back to back. But I was like, no, I, no, I gotta, I, I gotta save myself. I have so much patience now for some reason when it comes to vinyl. I have no patience in life for anything. <laughs> I know anything for vinyl, yeah. But for vinyl, <laughs> I will wait. <laughs> like literally, I have zero patience for fucking anything in life <laughs> except for this. It's <laughs> uh, so stupid. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Jerry's hand right now, and it is, it is very strange. It looks like, like, when like you it's actually like smashed really in, right? Yeah, when you really look at it, like you wouldn't notice it at first glance, but when you actually really look at it, it's uh 
Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like That's so. I mean, if you just Google Jerry Garcia hand, there's a there's a picture of him like holding up his hand. He's like laughing, and his middle finger from not like the the knuckle where you punch somebody, but the next knuckle up right below that is where it's yeah. gone. Well, he even has a pick on one side. It says Jay Garcia, and on the other side, it's a it's like a handprint on the actual pick. Yeah, and it, the, the middle finger is missing. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, so when he's like picking, you, like a lot of people that will pick, especially like in, in banjo playing and stuff, and the Scrug style, all these different, they'll they'll try and utilize all their fingers and in different forms and stuff. He he couldn't do that. Wow, yeah, I never knew he was missing a finger. That's Dude. wild. Dope, good stuff, Holy man. Shit. Now, had it been his, you know, left hand, yeah, that's that's a different story. Well, we're it talking about like some like. It's how, you, it's, it's how you right. use it, though. It's it's yeah. No, like I know. Some of, some of the yes, yeah, you know, some of the best guitar players use their left hand to kind of just sit there, but they pick with their right so much that it's, it looks mesmerizing. Yeah, it's just a different style of playing. That's all it is. Love it, love it. Yeah. All right. So then, what do you got for your uh, for your the, your last pickup? Yeah. No, no, that's that's it. I I have you know this is my pick of the week. I'm done. That's all I got. Where is my no, but you haven't talked about your pick of the week. Mangione. I know Chuck Mangione because he was on King of the Hill. That's literally how I know. I did, yeah. Who did he play in King of the Hill? Hill's Walmart. And in one episode, he's doing so many Walmart openings that he he's, he goes crazy and quits. But then he lives okay. inside Walmart. He like moves the aisles a little bit. And then lives in between the aisles, and Hank finds him, and it's just this whole fucking thing. And I always thought it was so funny. And <laughs> as I got older, I realized that he's a jazz player. And then in, until I started liking jazz, I didn't care. But even then, I started liking jazz. I still didn't care because now he's just—he's the butt of jokes, and he's always been the butt of jokes, right? Like I would never listen to Chuck Biangione. I don't know why I picked this one up. The cover is so bad. I don't know if you saw the cover of this of this album. Well, I was with you when you picked when you picked it because I I skipped over it. Yeah, cause I that's right because I had seen it because we I was in I was in the uh, we were in your garage and you're like yeah go through these like 500 records see if you want anything and I was going through them and like oh this one looks really stupid you're like you I'm gonna take it out and you took it out and you're, I'll listen to it later. It's because on the cover he's like, in a okay. hot air balloon and it's a little psychedelic looking <laughs> and he's in a hot air balloon with like four little kids and it just it looks so dumb. Yeah, it, it's just bright. It, it just caught your eye because it's bright. But he's in a hot air balloon with four little kids, and he—he's like he's not little. He's kind of balding, but he's all long don't, but, hair, and he's got but, a big old. But you forehead. don't know that until you really look at it, though. There's just a lot of colors there. So. No, that's why I saw it because it was—it was weird. It's fucking weird. It is weird. So yeah. I don't know. It's called the Land of Make Believe. It's his eighth album, 1973, and I threw it on. And the first—the first side is like six songs, and the second side is just like two and the first side it was <laughs> it was weird some of it's like straight jazz fusion and it's not terrible but it's definitely not good but then on the first side okay. also there's also these weird like jamming stuff that i never expect from this flugelhorn player and some of it was really really cool but then i got to this <laughs> song my 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 pick of the week the title track the land of make-believe and yeah. and again yeah. i don't i don't know if i'm just if I'm crazy, but this thing just resonated. And I think it's that bass line. 
In what way? I, that that baseline got to me, and it grinded me down. And and the female vocal singer in there, I think she's great. She does just enough mm-hmm. to kind of move everything along. And it's not jazz fusion as we know jazz fusion to be. It's a little, it's a little more. God, I, I don't want to say, but it's a little more psychedelic to it. It's a little bit more jammy. It's a little bit more fun. A little bit, yeah, a little I, bit. I, I love this. I think this is so fucking great. I think it's fantastic. It's like almost 13 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to just play? I mean, I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'll play like a You don't got to play any of it, it, but. Well, I do want to play a little bit of it. So should I just start it from the beginning? <laughs> if you want, yeah. We, we always got to play something. I'll play something then. Come on. Play a fucking track. Okay, so here's the, here's the, here's the title track, Land of Make Believe, from uh, Chuck Mangione. Here we go. When you're feeling down and out Wondering what this world's about I know a place that has the answer It's a place where no one dies It's a There you go, Land of Make Believe from Chuck Mangione. So, I don't, I don't understand why you like this. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I just, I, I, I think it's very. It's like the ending to a to a really cool movie. It's like the ending to Never Ending Story. It's just it. It's a slow, slow, slow burn. It's a very slow. And burn. it ends just as slow. And there's really only God, but come on, that baseline though, it's like two notes. It sounds like it would notes. be a. Um, I just kept thinking of like old Disney cartoons, old Disney animated movies. Like her vocals sound very much of that that fifties, sixties era of of Disney movies back then. And I I don't. There's some psych stuff going on here, but I don't know, man. It just it was very drawn out. I'm like, fuck, how much longer is left in this? Song? I know you listen to all like. Twelve and a half minutes. I did. Why? Well, I oh, I got it, man. This is this is the pod. But it, is what like, we do it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't change. Doesn't it? Like I know the, it doesn't. I that's why I was so. You surprised. could have played it's it like, backwards and still it going, the huh? same thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I think it's not for me. I think like if if you piece this apart, if you took this apart, everything is so insignificant on its own, and then you put it together, and it's just like this ragtag group of mediocre things happening all at once and it's a little endearing i dig right. it's enough it's okay. enough to make me listen to want to listen to another chuck mangione record 
<laughs> but I also I also kind of don't want to because this is so good that I can't imagine it getting better. I think this is so good that I can't imagine getting better. I mean, that's... so I may just call it. I may call it. <laughs> I don't. I, I I really don't understand it. I really. Don't. I w- I dude. I'm on the same boat. I I I even said like I may be crazy. I don't know why I fucking like this, but I I really. I think you are really crazy. do. Okay. I never even thought the words okay. like I like Chuck Mangione would even come out of my fucking mouth. I never thought that either, and I'm still. I was very. That's why I was so surprised that you said, you know, I'll give, I'll listen to it, I'll listen to it. And you just pulled it out. Dude, I just, with all these records in the garage, so like I've I've come to the conclusion that Spotify was solid. Spotify is a great tool if you want to explore artists in a certain genre, and like there's a lot of genres I would never listen to had it not been for like the vinyl collection. Not because I'm against it. It's just because uh, it's, I don't know. It just didn't happen that way. And Spotify is a great yeah. tool because you can put on like a pop punk playlist and, and I can find a hundred artists that I've never heard of in that genre that are fantastic. But yeah, I never true. thought about searching out like fucking i don't know any of the weird niche like the, the psychedelic rock in general the, the doors were the only psychedelic band i've ever listened to and even then yeah. they were so mainstream that I, calling them psychedelic is weird as it is but i don't know like that's what spotify is good for spotify is good for getting you to learn more about a genre you already like this record collecting stuff is getting us out of our shells and listening to other genres we may we may never have enjoyed or listened to or whatever and so I literally have like over, I literally have over a thousand records in the garage. Like I do. (laughs) And like, why not listen to them? Why not pull out random fucking ones? And then I pulled out three more today that I'm going to listen to. And are they, were they full of scorpions? No. Oh fuck no, dude. I, I don't know. I went through, (laughs) I went through every single record. I put gloves on and then I have like a little grabber grabber. Like, Grabber grabber? Is that what, what you, you, what you call it? Like, like old people use, like grabber grabber. No, I yeah, know what you I, mean. Everybody knows what grabber grabber is. Like a claw, like a claw. Oh, a claw works better than a grabber grabber? A, gra- a, gra- a grabber claw. A claw grabber. <laughs> claw grabber. There's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking grabber grabber. And I went through every it's single okay, one just to make sure there was none in there. And then when I take them out now, I, I open them face down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then that's how, that's how I go about it because I'm terrified. Super, super duper scared. You don't get, you don't, you don't want to get stinged by a, uh, a scorpion. You should have heard me when I saw the scorpion. I like. Did you squeal? Did, did, did you ever see Accepted? The movie Accepted. Is that the one with Jonah Hill? Where where Jonah Hill with Justin as the hot dog? Yeah, asking about my yes. Winner. Okay, yeah, and when he screams. Yes, yeah. that was me. Like, did you really? Yes. No, you did not. Yes, not like that high pitch and for that long, but I was like. Yeah! Like one of those things, I jumped up and I, my hands were like, you know, like you flap your hands around, <laughs> and like I kept like patting myself down because I was just so disgusted, and I'm just I'm so afraid of scorpions, and I've come to, the, <laughs> I don't think I'm I, I don't think I'm afraid of anything, as intensely as I am of scorpions. I'm so fucking scared of scorpions. That's so funny. <laughs> Ugh. and it's funny because of like like Skip who lives in England or anybody else who lives outside of like a desert city probably can't even like fathom the idea of finding a scorpion a fucking scorpion in your garage or something or in your house you it's know? like 
Dude, the, a scorpion may as well be from fucking Mars. Like, I've never seen a scorpion in, in real life until I moved here. Even in, like, zoos and shit. Like, a fucking scorpion? Like, the only scorpion I've seen is from Spider-Man. That was... Like, come on. Like, a scorpion. Tyler, a scorpion. What is it? I know. It, it's an insect. I don't know what it is. It glows in the dark yeah, and an shit. Insect. You put a black light on it, it fucking glows. Yeah, it's pretty rad. It's pretty rad. Oh. All right, I'm done. Well, you know, remember in Brooklyn Nine Nine, they're not an insect; they're like an anthropod. Yeah, they're they're not an insect. Remember it that? Is, it is something weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck what it is. Anthropod. I smash, I fucking smash them because I'm so scared. But I don't just smash them. Like I, I put shoes on, and I don't put I don't put just like my Vans on. I put like my Nikes on. They're not like high tops, but they're in between like low top Vans and high tops. I want to make sure, and I put socks on because I don't want nothing happening. I don't want to get stung. <laughs> I always have socks on. If I don't have socks on, I have slippers on every time. And before I put my slippers on, I stomp them just to fucking kill whatever's in there. <laughs> That's great. Life of fear. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm done. That's all right. It. That's all I got. So that's all you got. Yeah. That's all you got. Yeah. All right. So uh, what I got here is uh, the first thing I got from you. Pick this one up for me. It's Public Enemy. Their record, it takes a nation of millions there to hold go. us back. Second record came out in June of 88. Uh, we did this one on the pod. So if you want, go back and listen to that episode. It's in the newer format. So that w- it was a good one. And that was like the first time I really got into Public Enemy was when we did this episode. And uh, it, it's a killer fucking record. And it's considered one of the greatest of all times, one of the most influential albums of all time. And uh, yeah, it's... It's so solid. I've listened to it twice this week. Uh, and like the last four days I've listened to it. It's fucking good. It's really fucking good. Damn near perfect. So, yeah. Some might say perfect. It's, it's, yeah, some yeah, might yeah. say perfect. Uh, the next one I have is uh, Dr. Dre, The Chronic. Pick this one up for me, too. It was cheap. For, for a hip-hop record, 20 bucks. That for Yeah, that's that's cheap. So uh, it's it's his debut record. Came out in December of 1992. I think arguably this is the the best sounding hip hop record of all time. I don't think I don't think sonically there's a better sounding hip hop record than this. And I'll fight you, I'll fight anybody on that. I mean, you're like, not you're not like in the minority here. You No, I know I'm not in the minority, but it's just like I I think but it's it's just so I mean it, it's insane how good this record sounds. I think that just just the song Let Me Ride Alone has has everything you want from hip hop of this era and in the next like 20 years after this album came out. Yeah. Yep. So it's a, it's a solid record, man. I, the only thing that I've always thought was really kind of cheesy was the cover. This is ugly ass face. (laughs) (laughs) And then reading more about it, it was like, it was a play on the zigzags on the, on like the, the packaging of zigzags. And, uh, and he just put his picture there instead of like, I don't even remember what the, the original picture was, but it's just like, come on, man. Uh, it's so cheesy, and then when, when then the, the labels on the actual LPs, there's just like a, a pot leaf on there. So, well, I, mean, I mean, like was, back yeah. back in the '90s, it was probably like super cool. I mean, super like edgy. Yeah. But you know, 30 years later, it's just like, come on. Just it it just doesn't <laughs> age well. Like the whole pot no. thing, it's 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 just dumb now. But yeah, no, you're right. It's yeah, I know. <laughs> the cover's dumb. I don't know why. It's just ugly, and he's ugly, and I don't care. But whatever. Yeah, he he is an ugly man. Yeah, but uh, regardless, it's it's a uh, 
dude, it's an amazing record. And I, don't, I, I always forget like how, um, how much Snoop Dogg is actually on this record. Like he's on oh, at least half. He, of he's it. constantly on this record. He's fucking on it all over, and I always forget about it because I haven't listened to the Chronic in fucking years. And uh, yeah, it's it was surprising. I totally forgot, but it was nice. It was fun. It was it was a great listen. So super stoked I got that. Uh, next one here is uh, from also you got this one for me uh, at one of the record shows a few months ago, and it's uh, AFI Sing the Sorrow. Mm. So I wish this was the original co- an original copy of it, but it is a bootleg. It's the most recent bootleg that came out a couple a few months ago. Uh, it's it's on it's a red variant. Uh, it's almost identical to the original one. The only difference is that on one of the in, uh, not well, the big difference between the original and the bootleg is that on the insert there's a picture of the band and it's a picture from like five years ago. How from dumb like the, is the bur- that? From, from like from like the burials tour. Like it's a, it's a live shot. It's a live photo, but it's from the burials tour, and you can tell because they all have like different haircuts and styles from sing the sorrow or to, to burial. So that's like the only, that's like the big difference between it. But I mean, the sound of the record, it sounds really, I mean, it's a really good pressing, especially considering it's a bootleg. It's, it hits all the right parts. Like it has the right amount of low end and it's not quiet. It's, it's, it's a really well balanced sounding record. And I was kind of doing a little bit of research on it and people were saying like, this sounds like you can barely tell the difference between the original pressing and this bootleg. Like they're saying it's that fucking good. Well, I'm fucking half those so, people probably actually couldn't tell the difference if you, if you really put them to the test. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. No, it, it does probably. sound great though. I listened to it before, before I oh, gave it right, to you. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I opened it up, baby. Yeah, that's right. So it's solid, man. I'm I'm happy. I mean, if I could ever get the original, that'd be great. But I would never spend more than I would never spend more than fifty bucks on that. I off, I I saw the original in the wild, and I wanted. To, I, I asked you if you wanted. It. He said no. Yeah, but it was like three hundred dollars. No, it was four hundred and fifty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you, you passed. <laughs> I did pass on it. Yeah, I did pass True on that. Fan. But so now I just I need two more AFI records, and my collection's complete. So. Uh, hoping for uh, an original copy of Crash Love, and I'll take a bootleg copy of uh, December Underground because original copies of December Underground go for at least three hundred dollars, mm. and I'm not going to be doing that. So, and I doubt they're going to boot. I doubt anybody's going to bootleg Crash Love. So, I'll wait till it like drops to like maybe seventy or eighty bucks, and I'll pick that one up. But anyway, uh, yeah, Sing the Sorrow got that one. Not not. One of my favorite AFI records, but damn, it's a, it's a banger and a ton of nostalgia attached to that one. Yeah. Uh, next one I got here is Angels and Airwaves. Mm. Their newest record, Lifeforms, came out two weeks ago now, I think it is. And uh, and it's sixth record. And it's... Uh, I was very surprised by this. Like I'm a big Tom Tomman, uh, just like you are. And <laughs> I was I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. It kind of, it really surprised me. Every song sounds pretty different from the other. He does, there's some songs on there that I've never heard him write before. So it's pretty cool. But we'll get into that probably in another few weeks because we're, we're going to do this record on the pod too. Yeah. So not going to go too far down that, that rabbit hole. But uh, so yeah, I got that one. Ding, that fuck rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, that song. Um, I, got, I got two things left. So this one is uh, Devo. Are We Not Men? 
and I got this one from you. This is their first record. Came out in August of seventy eight. Five bucks. You got this one for five, dude. It's so good. This record is really good. I yeah, it's really good. I was surprised. Never heard it before, and uh, yeah, it's it's solid stuff. I hell yeah. I five bucks. I you really honestly can't beat that. And then reading more about it, uh, um, David Bowie was like a was. It was Bowie and Brian Eno got the demos for the, for like a couple of Devo demos, and they really they loved it so much that they each wanted to produce it. And then what ended up happening was Brian Eno produced it, and then Bowie would come on the weekends and like co-produce it. So that's who they fucking got to work on this the debut record, their debut record. Damn. And then they were also talking about getting like Robert Fripp from King Crimson to produce it at some point. And there was another guy too, but I can't remember who it was. But just like they had these like these like four or five guys that were just that loved the band just based off the demos and wanted to work with them. And then they got fucking Brian Eno and David Bowie. That's fucking nuts. That is That's nuts. Fucking nuts to me. I, I, I couldn't believe it when I read it. Like, yeah, Devo is really good. But I mean, at this point, both of those guys, Bowie and Brian Eno were like on top of the world, especially Bowie. And for Bowie to go after Devo, it just seems so strange. So strange, but I mean, like, like to be whatever. to be fair, Devo. This album isn't just good. Like people always talk about how great Devo is and how like underappreciated Devo is, and this album completely proves that one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. And I've I've only listened to three of their albums now, and and the other two, you have one of them. I had the same one. I got rid of it because I don't like it, but none of them are anything close to what this sound is. Because you always, I mean, for me, it was always like, yeah, whip it. You know, whatever. It's good. Maggie's Farm. I've heard that because mostly because of Rage. But th- those two songs sound, they don't really sound like anything on this record. So, I don't know. It's its way more exciting than I was expecting. Yeah. This I was is, very, very pleasantly surprised. These are like punk rock guys who decided to incorporate New Wave, whereas later on, they become a New Wave band who incorporate punk rock. I think that's the big difference yeah. for me. And I, dude, five bucks. You got this for a killer deal. Yeah, great fucking. How's it deal. sound? Is so, it is, there, is it noisy? Uh, there's a there's a tiny bit of surface noise, but it's I mean, you don't really hear it. And there's no skips, no loops, nothing like that. It's it's solid, man. Have you ever seen this in the wild? I, I have no complaints. I've seen it in the wild, but it's always like new or it's like a like an older pressing for like 30. Yeah. I was going to say, I've never seen it in the wild used for less than 25. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never, never. I think I've seen it new for 20, but I'm not going to buy it for 20 bucks. No, No, you got five bucks. (laughs) Yeah. Five bucks. Yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, it's great. It's solid stuff. Um, and then the last thing here, this leads into my song of the week. Uh, I picked up the Amboy Dukes, their, uh, their second record journey to the center of the mind this came out in September of 1968. This is the band that Ted Nugent, it, this is what made him like, started to get him famous was this band. And uh, this is probably their best record. I picked this one up from Fingerprints in Long Beach. It's it's a new copy. It was sealed. It's a red, it's a red translucent variant. It uh, looks nice. It sounds great. Mm. Um, I've never, I've never seen this record in the wild. And I got it for twenty bucks. A brand new copy, red variant for twenty bucks. I I mean <laughs> I think a good deal. I'd even used ones, even used ones go for twenty to thirty bucks. 
We, so we both got not complaining. Uh, we both bought the same record like the same week because I bought mine at the record yeah. show for about twenty bucks. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But mine smells like smoke. <laughs> so that's cool. And mine was mine was factory seal. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, and a red variant, not a black variant like yours. So uh, just to rub that in, yeah. the, rub that well, one. Mine was in there, mine but, was only uh, eighteen, so that's fine. Well, that's well okay, but yours smells like smoke and yeah, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and then, so I, I was reading a little bit more about this and I didn't know, but they wanted to make this a concept record where Nugent writes one side of the record and Steve Farmer writes the other. And they started doing that and they realized, oh, that's kind of a bad idea. So kind of towards the end of the writing process, they, they kind of collaborated more, but overall it, it is kind of a concept record and Nugent does write the first half of the record. And then the first song on side B is Journey to the Center of the Mind and they, they wrote that song together and that, I mean, it, that song just by itself is, is such a fucking banger. I mean, I, th- this entire record is, it's so good. I mean, the, the Nugent side is more like blues rock. And then the second half was where Steve Farmer wrote most of it. It's more psych rock, but it's, it's, it's so good. It's such a solid record. So stoked I have it. And uh, I'm just going to play the, the title tracks, uh, Surrender, or not Surrender to you. God damn it. Wait, what song did I choose? I thought you did Surrender I, no, to Your I Kings. No, Surrender to Your Kings. Yeah. yeah, Surrender to Your Kings. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah, 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 yeah. I'm out of my fucking mind. So here we go. Here's uh, Surrender to Your Kings from uh, Damn Boy Dudes. Surrender to your kings from M Boy Dukes. <laughs> I do, I do really think that though the the, ti- the title track is best. What that, did you pause like a, like a dramatic pause, or are you waiting for something? I was waiting for you to talk. Oh, about I, well, yeah, I thought you you, you always um, ask, "What did you think about it?" And then here we go. Well, I thought you would you would still kind of throw something oh, out there. But I, I only I only speak when I'm when I'm told I'm allowed to. That's it. Well, that's a fun conversation. Well, if you tell me I can have a fun conversation, I will have a fun conversation. Yeah, then have a fun conversation. Yeah. So what I have a fun conversation. So I I bought I bought I bought I bought the comp member of the first three albums by Dan Boy Dukes, 
and I realized yeah. it was a comp. It yeah. was a comp. And I I realized that these guys make good psych rock. They do. No complaints whatsoever. But, mm-hmm. man, I'm so picky about my Ted Nugent. Because on his solo stuff, I don't. I, it's too much Nuge. It's too much Nuge. On these earlier recordings, it's not enough Nuge. And you think so? Absolutely. I think they are at their best. Marriage, the Marriage on the Rocks, and then after that, there's like three or four albums where he's taking a more predominant role in writing, and it's not like a half and half thing. And he's he's doing a lot more guitaring, and it's less psych rock and more blues, more hard rock based. I think it's better. But his guitar playing on this is really good, though. Like, yeah, but it's it's just subtle enough to where it's it's boring. It's not boring. boring. It's just it's a different it's a different songwriting style. It's just boring. I I think it's boring, and he's not a boring guitar player. He's he's one of the most exciting guitar players there's ever there's ever been. Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah, I just I I don't know. I don't know. I I I have very I have very high expectations for for the Nuge, and he falls into a very specific category. And when he scratches that itch, it's it's unbelievable. Otherwise, it's just good. I mean, Marriage on the Rocks is. I mean, it's really good. But I mean, I I think I prefer more the psych stuff on Journey, but Marriage on the Rocks is really really good. And it, you know, it's weird too. We we both got that record the same week as well. Yeah, we did. That's super. Yeah. I just thought of that. That's very very strange. But like the last two, the Call of the Wild, and then the the other one with the ugly ass cover of the Leopard. And again, I'm not saying that like the Amboy Dukes migration journey and their self-titled are bad records or they're not psychedelic. It's just I I want more nudge. But then when I get more nudge, I complain <laughs> that there's too much nudge and I want it's less true, of it. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Wing ding sweet puntang. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, as cheesy as like a song like Cat Scratch Fever is, it's still a fucking it's still a banger. Cheesy, but Still a banger. Yeah, I know. I just, so. I just got that record. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. I, I still can't believe how much fucking Ted Nugent I have. It's uh, so stupid. How many records do you have by by Ted Nugent? I think I have like five. Oh, that's not a lot. Or no, four. Uh, four. I mean, outside of Amboy Dukes, I, I have four outside of Amboy. Well, Dukes that's not that's not I bad. Have, I think I have. I now have four. It's a lot. It's still a lot. But whatever. Whatever. But I keep I keep each one because there's at least something that I really really like, and Cat Scratch Fever is the last that I will have because it has my favorite nude song on it, and that's the only other nude album that I'm going to have. Uh, which one is it again, dude? What it's song? his best song, instrumental, Homebound. Oh, the Homebound, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, his his best song is Great White Buffalo. That's fine. That's false. Yeah, Great White Buffalo from Oh my God, Two Finger Homebound is just is his best. Even when I listen to Homebound now, it 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 just it, it still it still slays me. It still gets me right in the gut. It is good. I I mean, Homebound is an absolute fucking banger. One of the greatest instrumentals of all time. Absolutely. And the bends. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so simple. <laughs> it is really. God, good. the guy is just so fucking obnoxiously good. It's so irritating. <laughs> Underappreciated. Underappreciated. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So that's all I got vinyl wise. Do you got anything else? No, that was a good one. We, that, that was a good. That was a good route. It was. It was. So we'll get this. Get through this last part quick because I don't want to play any of the songs. I doubt you do. Um, We've already right? heard Dad Bod or uh, 
Dad vibes. Dad vibes. <laughs> Dad fuck. <laughs> yeah, we've already we've already heard that, so we don't need to play. Did it. we play it on the pod? Yeah, when when they when they premiered it live, we played it. Oh, we did. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because it's right, a right. fucking banger of a song. It is a banger. Yeah, short too. <laughs> but uh, so so a new album that was released this week was Third Eye Blinds. Our, uh, it's called Our Band Apart. I haven't listened to it yet, but. You know, it's third eye blind. It's probably we listened to a lot of the singles that came. I think like four of the singles that came off of this, and they all were. One of them was good. Yeah, they're good. It's fine. One of them was good. The other ones were mediocre, from what I remember. We we were just excited to hear Stephen Jenkins' voice. Like that's that's about it. It's true. But then once you hear it, it it made me want to go back and just listen to that first record. Oh, so So. good! It's a fucking banger. Uh, some new songs. Uh, Ghost put out a new song called Hunter's Moon. Eh, I thought it was, it was whatever. What? I'm a ghostman. This was good, dude. This was a banger of a what? song. This, dude, this make no sense. To this me. like, you make no sense I to swear, me. Good, I thought, it's not like... I, I thought at some point they were going to like jump into some like thrashy speed metal bit, and they just never did. It just it, they let it play out, kind of not slow but slower than I thought it was going to happen. And it was solid. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought the melody was great. And I thought everybody just, just kind of grooved. It was cool. Wow. Okay. I'm glad you liked it. but I liked it a lot. To me, this is like run-of-the-mill ghost. Not not bad at all, but still not anything great. That that Mary with a Cross song, though. I, I, That's I, another one. I, don't, I love that song. Is that what it's called? Mary with a Cross? One. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. Okay. I'm glad you like something from them. <laughs> it still doesn't mean it still fucking surprises me. Oh boy. Okay, uh AFI put out a, a new song. I, I guess this is a B side from the newest record Bodies, but this uh song is called Caught. And uh they even put out a seven inch for it, so you can go order that off of the Rise Records website if you're interested. Uh to me, like I was telling you earlier, I think this this it sounds like it could be uh a slow s- a B side of a slow song from the art of drowning. It's good. But yeah. I, I can, I'm not going to go by the it. fucking seven inch. My honestly, my only problem with this is, is they're trying way too hard. They don't, they don't need to. And this is a solid song and there's a lot of really cool parts to this and they just dumbed it down and just played it the way Feldman would tell them to play it. First thought, best thought it would have come out a lot better. <laughs> they just tried way too hard to overthink stuff and they probably dissected it and they changed a lot of it up and they overproduced it and it was just dude just go back to like go back to the leaving song just acoustic guitar baby that's all you need yeah even though that's not an acoustic guitar but well that's fine. Um, but I get what you mean I well get you don't need to be well, like an acoustic guitar to well, play unplugged and be an acoustic you well, can still be fucking electric well, and be called unplugged even though you're not unplugged do 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 so <laughs> But go check it out. It, it, it's, a, it's a good song. It's still a good song. It's Slower, not bad, I will say. It's yeah. not bad. Is it better than All of Bodies? Yes, 100%. Okay, you're stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the next one here, we, we, are, we just touched upon it a couple minutes ago, but Limp Bizkit, they, they released... Released. Woo! They released uh, the, the actual studio version of uh, the song Dad Vibes. So get yeah. into that. It's a solid song. We've talked about it and played it before. It's the like, live version at least. Dude, it's like half the length of their sh- already shortest song. It's like two fucking minutes. I know, it's very fucking short. They've never After, done anything less than three and a half minutes. 
after like four years of no new no new songs we get oh my god it's so <laughs> fucking good it's just like it's, really good. it's everything you want from Limbiscuit musically yeah. But then they're just like shitting on themselves, and it's just it's it's, it's a fucking perfect song. It's such a perfect comeback. I agree. I totally agree. It's the long con. It's, for, it's the Fred Durst long con. I love it. You heard it here um, first, baby. Kurt Loader. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. We said that. Yep. And uh, the next one here came from As I Lay Dying. Uh, they put out a new song called Roots Below, and I, this song fucking sucks. Oh, okay. I hated it, man. It's just. Yeah, it has kind of the heaviness of, of what Azalea Dying is known for, but once they kick into the the hook or the chorus, it's uh it's just it's that that really bad like midwestern ro- like modern rock music. It's fucking shit. I listened to it today and I don't remember anything about it, so that chorus sucks, man. It sucks. Everything just <laughs> does and I mean, I'm sure they they actually played the instruments. I don't think like anything was really programmed, but it sounds like programmed drums. It just, it's not a good song, man. It's just not good. It sucks, but yeah. song sucks. Um, next thing here, Under Oath put out a new song called Pneumonia. It's like a seven and a half minute song, and it was all right. What forgettable for you? I assume. So I pre-ordered this album. And then oh, yeah, you did. we heard one song and I was like, oh, that song sucks. So I tried to cancel my pre-order from Walmart and then I heard this song and I think the song was great. I think the song was fantastic. Really? Yeah. I, I think you'd hate it. I think it's just like slow enough and, and kind of like Radiohead sounding enough, but also yeah. still kind of hits like those old nostalgia notes. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was great. And now I'm like scrambling to try and figure out how I can cancel my cancel <laughs> on the pre-order. So I was thinking when I was listening to it, I was thinking that it sound it reminds me a lot of like a slower Deftone song, the way it kind of just kind of it has a lot of that atmospheric stuff going on, and it kind of I don't want to say trudges along, but it uh, it just has a, a lot of Deftones stylings to it. I I, I thought it was pretty cool, it's pretty cool. Would I'd, you buy the record? No, I would not buy the record. Oh. Based off of this song, no, because there's not enough. There's not enough Under Oath is done t- for me to ever want to buy any of their records. That's true. So, yeah. But it's not for me, but it's a decent song. So check it out. It's called Pneumonia. Uh, the last new song here is actually a remix. Um, it's uh, it's Run the Jewels. They put out a, a remix of Ooh La La. Uh, it features Lil Wayne, uh, DJ DJ Premier, and Greg Nice. And uh, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Just, I mean... Little Wayne did did like one verse and it's fucking stupid and then it, yeah, the song's the all, same. It's the same fucking song. It's not, yeah. it's not like, like like when you say a remix, it's just Little Wayne decided to take it and fucking talk over it. Yeah, put his own verse in it. Yeah. And it's it, I mean I mean Little Wayne used to be like like untouchable in the rap game. Like he's done a lot of really really good stuff in the hip hop world and he's a killer like like MC. But mm-hmm. in recent years he is he's fucking trash. Like any any of the stuff from when we were in high school, like like the Carter trilogy, fucking fantastic stuff, fantastic. Yeah. There's there's three, and then there's a fourth one that he did like a decade later almost. But stuff like like recently is just pretty much like I don't know in the past like five six years he's just absolutely trash and he's super annoying, and it sucks because Lil Wayne really is like one of the greats, truly. 
Okay, man, I'll take your word for it because I'm telling you, man, you go back I to the Carter. It, go listen to the Carter trilogy, Carter one, two, and three. <sighs> it was like the mid two thousands. Fucking phenomenal stuff. I don't know, man. I think we would have to do it on the pod for me to, to actually fucking listen to it. Oh, it's so good. He has a lot of albums though. Like probably has like fifteen albums. Oh yeah, I don't know. I, that's a lot of work. Dude's been putting out music since like the late nineties. I know he has. Yeah, I know. I know. He truly is like like trust and believe he's one of the greats. He really is. Not like a top ten, not a top fifteen, maybe a top twenty. How could, one, how could he be one of the greats if he's not even top ten? Because there's been thousands. This fucking guy. Billions and billions and billions and billions. But uh, whatever. I mean, this remix is stupid. It's dumb. It's just dumb. That's dumb. Um, So, yeah, that's all all I got for new. That's all we have for new music. Uh, The last little thing here is uh, I I thought this is kind of cool. I'm going to give it a I'm going to watch it. Uh, Incubus, they're doing a live stream of them playing their, their record Morning View in its entirety from the actual house that they wrote and recorded it at. So that's pretty cool. That's going to happen on October 23rd. It's like a pay-per-view thing, but I mean, <laughs> if you wait like two days, it'll be on YouTube. So All um, I care about is that they're playing Morning View in its entirety. I literally do not care at all about them playing in the house they wrote it at. But that's still pretty cool though, right? Eh, I mean, it's cool to think about. It's a cool concept, but if they're going to, if that's like an upcharge, then, then that's, I think that's fucking dumb. <laughs> Don't care. Dude, just, just, just play the fucking zero, album. Zero fucking fun over here. Zero fun. Yeah. Wait till we get to the Will Smith album. How much you hated those videos? And oh you weren't. You probably God, didn't get dude. jiggy with it at all this entire week. Just zero fun coming. There was zero, there was zero jigginess over in the Cornwall <laughs> Castle. <laughs> oh, dude, just fucking wait. I just know. Wait. You've never been jiggy in your life. <sighs> no, I, I haven't. So no, 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 no. So dope. All right, so this is Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode because we get into Will Smith and uh, Big Willie style. So, yeah, that's it. That's all. Uh, Can't jiggy with it. <laughs>